This is Felix drags Dale through the Marvel Universe, where Felix... That's me. ...drags me, Dale, through the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Today, we are talking about Captain America, colon, Civil War, a movie where Chris Evans is cheated out of having his own movie by Tony Stark slash Robert Downey Jr., whom he has to share a movie poster with. And everyone is fighting each other because half the team becomes international Avengers cops, and the other half is Avengers outlaws. And... The movie poster is where our podcast icon logo picture comes from. I believe you insisted on being uh, Iron Man in that thing. Yep. Why? Because it doesn't really matter. Avengers 2. <laughs> what? That's, I didn't, that's I not didn't, in the script. I didn't change it. See, I told you. <laughs> I was like, wait, is this an Avengers movie? <laughs> it feels like one. It certainly does. doesn't it. Civil War came out. In 2016, it is the first of 10 movies in the Phase 3 era of MCU. Phase 3 is so long. 10 movies. All movies. I know. It's half of the MCU. (laughs) Uh, Dale. Yes. Have you seen this movie before? Um, Well, it turns out I have seen approximately half of it because I saw... Spider-Man? Is there a subtitle to that Spider-Man movie we saw? Homecoming? Yes, I saw Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And there are parts of that in this movie. And then I realized that like, I recognized very specific parts of it that were not part of that or Black Panther. And I, the web guy was watching it on our TV at home. And I was like walking through the living room or doing some other stuff and like you know, in and out because I recognize some scenes very specifically with mm. with that, especially like the paprika scene in the kitchen with uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Vision. About you, have you seen them this movie before? Yes. How many times? I don't even know. So I saw it in theaters twice, and then I've like watched it on my own a number of times. But like the majority of my viewings were not all the way through. But um, my old roommate, um, her whole thing is that she like doesn't go to sleep unless there's something on TV, and so she would just like pick a movie on Netflix and then just like fall asleep to that every single night for like weeks to months on end. And so for a very long time, it was this movie. It was this movie. Mm-hmm. And she would only usually get like twenty to thirty minutes in before she fell asleep. But so I, I saw like the first twenty to thirty minutes of this movie like a lot. Okay, so I can just like not do my part during the first part of the podcast, huh? (laughs) In news, I saw Into the Spideyverse before you did. True. Have you seen it yet? No, I'm seeing it on tomorrow. On tomorrow? (laughs) That would be Sunday slash tomorrow. I was going to say on Sunday, but then I was like, that's tomorrow. I thought it was pretty good, especially for a Marvel movie. Although I saw it in 3D and I definitely did not like the 3D part of it. It's not part of the MCU. You know, that's true. It is not. It, okay, I should say that's true like I know. It may I, or may not be part of the Spideyverse, like Venom, though. What? Okay. It, was, it was cute, and there were competent females, so I think that's why I liked it. So That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we ready to talk about who's in this movie? Mm-hmm. You must be the famous Pepper Potts. I am Loki. I am Groot. I am Iron Man. Agent Coulson. Hulk! 
So we're just going to speed round this because there's like a million people in this movie. Yeah, I divided them into two sections. Team Avengers, Team Independent. Yes. Captain America, whom the na- movie is named after. Mm-hmm. Falcon. Mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye shows up even though he retired. Yep. Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Sharon Carter slash Agent Tarantino slash the nurse who lives across the hall. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> team Avengers, Team UN, UNET, UN. <laughs> Iron Man, War Machine slash Colonel Rhodes slash Colonel Bestie, Black Widow, Vision, Spider Man. He's a newbie. He's in the newbies. Black Panther slash T'Challa. He's not really on anyone's side. He just wants to kill yeah. Bucky. <laughs> I mean, like, he's on Team at UN just because he was there at the UN. Um, the baddies in this movie are, first of all, Crossbones, who is the guy whose face you do not like. That's from Civil War, or from Winter Soldier. Okay. Who, like, I really don't know who he is, but whatever. We talked about him at length. I know, but it's (laughs) such a hard description when you're like, the guy whose face I don't (laughs) like, I do not have the same taste in face. He was the one that, like, fights him in the elevator. Okay. And then, like... Many guys. In yeah, elevator. but he was like the main one, and he was like grumpy all the time. And then he like tried to fight that nerdy guy at the computer, and then Agent okay, Thirteen yeah. like stands up and like, okay. remember all that? No. Yes, but I don't remember his face. He was like a nobody. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, and then there. To was- be fair, the first time I saw this movie, actually, probably the first multiple times I saw this movie, because it wasn't until Web Guy pointed out to me that he was the same person. Um, I didn't realize that it was the guy from Winter Soldier. That was pretty funny. And a guy named Zemo. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, there is a young Tony Stark, which is just Tony Stark, but youngified. Digitally by... de-aged with a lot of eyeliner. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so much eyeliner for no reason. Howard Stark. Mama Stark. <laughs> Doesn't she have a name? I don't remember what it is. It's in here as Mama Stark. Secretary of State, General Mustache Ross, mm-hmm. King T'Chaka, mm-hmm. Everett Ross, the British guy who does not appear to have any relation to General Mustache Ross, Aunt May, and Stanley is the cameo as a FedEx driver who mm-hmm. delivers a package to Tony Stink. <laughs> so, of those people, who. Takes off their shirt. Does anyone? I wrote down that Captain America and Bucky Barnes both take off their shirts. When? I don't remember. You know that I like don't remember anything about these movies. I think Bucky might be shirtless at the end when he's like going into the cryo chamber, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember Captain America taking his shirt off. There's that great scene where he's holding onto the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yum. Um. Yeah, I don't think he takes his shirt off any other time. I don't remember. He's then, hot either way. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go with it. Doesn't matter. Shall we get on with the plot? Sure. Okay. Since you were the expert, I'm gonna let you start. All right. So, big ass font letters across the whole screen. <laughs> 1991. <laughs> I, I did like that. <laughs> I like the big ass font. Okay. Uh, Hail Hydra. Uh, 
<laughs> the hydrosoviet division where bucky was um sleeping in a tube uh they were like clockwork oranging him to make him into like a sleeper agent when he hears like a list of words that have no relation to each other like freight car and, and russian and uh, they make him go retrieve some like little medical bags of this like fluid which we later learn is like the super soldier serum from somebody's trunk yeah he causes a car accident with his motorcycle because mm-hmm. motorcycles are the coolest oh, yeah. in America movies. And then it cuts to present day Lagos. Geography. Okay, where is Lagos? Africa. <laughs> Which country in Africa? One of them. Is Lagos not a country? It's a city? It's a city. Algeria. Oh my God, you learned something. <laughs> I am so proud of you. <laughs> Is that correct? No. Oh. I'm just proud of you for knowing that that Algeria is in Africa. It doesn't sound like it should be. Uh, is it in South Africa? No, but it rhymes with Algeria. Nigeria. Yeah. Nice. Um, they're at this like Institute for Infectious Disease. No, they're at a coffee shop across the street, and they think that the bad guys are gonna like hit like a bank, I think, or something. It was like it was a bank plus a. Uh, a police station yeah but then they see that like there's a garbage truck that's like heavily weighted down and like the driver is armed and it's going right towards the center for infectious disease and they're like oh no that's what they're going for and then the garbage truck crashes into the little entryway and there's this huge action scene and they have to go stop them and then crossbones is like breaking in to steal this little vial of something um they're like it's a biological weapon and then he like releases some gas while they're all fighting and Scarlet Witch has to like trap the gas with her magic powers and like put it elsewhere, I guess. Um, yeah, there was so much going on. There like, was a this- lot happening. Steve gets kicked out of windows and blown up with grenade launchers. And yeah, it was like an opening fight scene where you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, like I did like the part where they did a shell game where they like split up the baddies and they're like, one of you take oh, the yeah. file. Before that, though, like, Scarlet Witch is fighting Crossbones and losing. And he, like, grabs her and throws her into the back of this, like, tank, like, Humvee thing, which, like, would have broken her back and she should be dead just from that alone. But then, like, there are guys down there, like, bad guys, and then he, like, throws a grenade in there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They do not care about their own people. No. And then, like, somehow she still survives and just, like, flies out of it. It's like, you're not Captain America. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then uh, he like takes the maybe vial. Maybe she got some Soviet super soldier slips. So yeah, they do like the shell game thing, and they all run away. And uh, Scarlet jo- or Scarlet Witch, no, Scarlet Johansson, Black Widow, she chases down one of the guys, and he ends up having the vial, and she like shoots the other guy, and has to like dive for it, and then Falcon has his little like drone shoot the other guy, um, and they have this little like quippy moment where he's like say thank you to the drone it's called droney or whatever and i'm like <laughs> like the world is in peril wing or something. something like that who knows um I'm like you, you don't have time to like quip right now like there's danger afoot yeah and then um captain america's fighting crossbones like hand-to-hand combat which is stupid um but he's got these like little like piston powered like arm puncher power glove things and he's, yeah, he's punching Captain America, and then Captain America rips it off, and then he like pulls out a bomb vest, and uh, he's like, 
I'm taking you with me, and then he tries to explode it, um, and Captain America doesn't stop him because he mentions Bucky, and he's in love with Bucky. Yeah, he is. And he gets all, like, schoolgirly about it and, like, starts fantasizing about Bucky and doesn't notice that he's about to be blown up. So then Scarlet Witch, like, traps the explosion in one of her little magic bubbles, and she tries to, like, toss it into the air, but fucks it up for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) And throws it into a building and kills 11 people. This is, like, the inciting incident of the thing where everybody gets obsessed with these 11 people who are killed, and I don't not to diminish <laughs> the death of love and fake people who are fictional, but like in this universe where the Avengers are constantly killing people and they just may have saved or whatever, whatever crossbones weird thing, many more people. And if Scarlet Witch hadn't done her little thing and then like raised whatever explosion up to the level of a building where the 11 people died, but instead let it explode on the ground level where there were much denser people. Oh, yeah. It would kill, would have killed much more people. And so it's just mm-hmm. stupid. Well, as Captain America always says, we don't trade lives. But you're right. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, I don't understand why she felt so guilty. Like, I know they died and, like, she feels bad about it, but mm-hmm. like, it wasn't intentional. Like, she didn't like the bomb. No. Yeah. It's a stupid, inciting incident and uh, it pulls this stupid movie off to a stupid start. <laughs> well, some of the people that died were um, uh, from Wakanda. A fictitious country in Africa. Mm-hmm. Which Raises a lot of questions because, like, the whole thing about Wakanda is that, like, they're supposed to be very reclusive and, like, a lot of people don't even believe that it's a real country and, like, they think it's just a myth. And, like, the people that think it's real think it's just, like, a third world country and they don't have, like, food. Um, but then, like, why are they doing, like, aid missions in Nigeria or whatever with, like, 11 people? I don't know. These movies really make much sense. Well, then we flash to MIT. Geography, where's MIT? I actually, California. What does the M stand for? No clue. Okay, it stands for a state. Michigan, Maryland, Montana, Minnesota. Okay, do I just Missouri? It's in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I was getting there. But I, I like how you started with California. There's okay. a lot of M states. I didn't realize. There are. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So rewatching these movies, I just like, I never realized on my initial watches of them, like independently for each other, how many people the Avengers murder. Like, I don't think of like, you know, because in most superhero things, they just like beat them up and then they're like unconscious or whatever. But like, they just shoot people. <laughs> Like a lot. Yeah. And then you're like, why are you so concerned about like 11 people who like accidentally died because this bomb went off and not the perfect location yeah. that was set by a bad guy? Because I was like taken aback when we were watching Captain America 1 and he throws that guy into the like jet propellers. It's like, oh my God, Captain America murdered a guy. But then like in these movies, they're just shooting people, throwing people off buildings. Like mm-hmm. they're just dying left and right. Yeah. So at MIT, 
Tony Stark is wearing a lot of eyeliner because he's young Tony Stark and he's watching his parents go off before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't know to what. some fancy vacation and he's like, I'm going to have a party. and But it's really just fake Tony Stark. And he's showing off that his new enhanced reality can help you work through your problems like therapy, but without a therapist. Mm-hmm. And say to your parents what you should have, like, I love you. Before they die. Before they die in a car accident. So I don't understand what Disney's like motives are. I know that they have ulterior motives with this like de-aging technology because they keep using it and it doesn't look good, but I'm like, they're clearly just like testing the technology because they don't need to do this for like plot reasons. They just want to do it. And I don't know why. Um, it seems like someone has an evil plan. I don't know either. But maybe it's so to make it better so that in the future it will be even better. So that it might just be like trying out the technology and making it better in each iteration. To do something evil. Or whatever. <laughs> Not just make movies. Like. <gasps> or replace people when they die like that Fast and Furious guy. Mm-hmm. Or like um, Star Wars. That was also super creepy. Super creepy. Yeah, <laughs> be able to do that only less creepy. <laughs> anyway, so also in this scene we have uh, Mama Stark. Um, I don't know that actress's name, but I like her. Anyway, it turns out he's just like making a speech at MIT, and he's giving grants to all the students to work on their fancy projects. The teleprompter says that he's supposed to like have Pepper Potts introduce it, mm-hmm. but she's not there, so he says, "Go break some eggs," because that's a classic physics experiment. Oh, is that the reference? I think so. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, like, can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. I don't know. Yeah, and it turns out that him and Pepper are on a break or broke up or something like that, which is important because I've seen Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And in Spider-Man, at the end of Spider-Man, instead of, Introducing Spider-Man as a superhero. Instead, he announces that they're engaged. Mm -hmm. And that's not long after this. So they were broken up and now they're fake engaged. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then uh, waiting for the elevator, he gets confronted by the mother of one of the people who died. And she says, well, money is like the amount that you give is parallel to your Guilt. guilt. But if you've got the money, break as many eggs as you want, I guess. And then he's all like traumatized because that's his whole thing. He's being traumatized. Um, this is me rolling my eyes. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't I don't know. You can feel, but that is what Tony Starks mostly deals in not doing. Yeah. And then to have just like this one thing bring something into perspective for you doesn't seem real. But he's been like, you know, the whole New York thing and then with Ultron. and Like, he has a lot of feelings. He's got trauma. He should have feelings. <laughs> I haven't seen it build up in a way that makes sense. Like, I like think I it have, follows. I do not think it follows because he just made Ultron, made a mistake, and then immediately did the same thing, potentially made another very big mistake, 
didn't learn any lessons there. So I'm not seeing that. And then in one conversation, I'm supposed to believe that he suddenly turns around. Because he keeps trying to do right. He's just bad at it. Like in the beginning, he's got the arms company. And then he sees that it's bad for the world. So he stops doing that. But then he still invents the Iron Man suit, which is like a whole new grade of weapon. It causes problems. Then in the Avengers, he sees um, New York and all that stuff happening. So he like tries to stop it by inventing Ultron. But then that makes things get worse. <laughs> and then, you know, now he's like, he's founded the Avengers. But he feels responsible for anyone that gets hurt when they do anything. And blah, blah, blah. It's like when, like, the whole idea of, like, wanting to protect people, but, like, fucking it up. Yeah. I don't see it. Okay. Okay. Move on. (laughs) Okay. So then we move back to Avengers HQ. Uh, The news is blaming West. Scarlet Witch. She's sitting on her bed. Uh, Captain America is there. Giving her a pep talk. Yeah. Vision can walk through walls for, like, no reason because I thought he had a bi- biologically printed body, but apparently he can just walk through walls. They, they give him a lecture about being polite and using the door. We talked about this last time that he can phase through objects. Doesn't fucking make sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then uh, they learn about the Sokovia Accords, which says that they will operate only when called on there under supervision of a UN panel, specifically because of what happened. So what's weird to me Sokovia. is why it's the Sokovia Accords and not the Lagos Accords. Because, like, what happened in Sokovia was their fault. <laughs> Sokovia was their fault. <laughs> like, I mean, like, that was much worse. Yeah. It was much more their fault. And it wasn't a thing where they responded to something. It was a thing that they made and mm-hmm. not just, like, hey, like, it should be like a, hey, we're going to punish you for this thing, or we're going yeah. to bring, bring some sort of penalty for this. But instead, it's like, a, we're really responding to the Lagos thing. It's like, there's a lot of things to be said about, like, if they would have not attacked Lagos, if they just let them go, if they could have gotten up with them later when it was not in the middle of a busy city. Yeah. But he might have sold the biological weapon. Yeah. But maybe you could use some of your spies. And caught up with them sooner and known about everything. But, you know, whatever. Then to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Where is Cleveland? Ohio. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody knocks on somebody's door and just asks, is this your car out front? Um, and then they break in and torture some guy. It's one of the uh, Soviet super soldiers. Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay, you tell me. Just like a Hydra agent. <laughs> just like a Hydra agent. Okay, who's torturing him? Zemo. Why is he torturing him? He's trying to get information about Bucky's... um, 1991. Yeah, when he stole all that serum. Uh, Mission. Yeah, but the guy won't tell him. And so I have, and I, I know a lot of people have brought this up. This scene is so stupid, like, he wouldn't drown in that water. It, like, barely came up to his nose. Oh, is it? Is he's torturing the guy? He has him hung upside down over a like a laundry room sink. Where yeah. he's pulling the laundry room sink. Yeah, I was like, how could you not like do a sit up where then you would like <laughs> pull up your head and then rest it on the top of the the sink basin, mm-hmm. and then the water would just under overflow and you'd just be wet and cold and really uncomfortable because your head is sitting on the back of a yeah. something sharp. But he like actively drowns himself. <laughs> yeah. 
kind of weird, but so also, so we're not there yet because like there's a big reveal, even though it's not a very good reveal, but we're just going to get to it. So Zemo's plan is the most convoluted, <laughs> stupid plan I've ever seen in a movie. His plan. Um, okay. I want to raise my hand right now and then be like, hey, I don't watch many James Bond movies, but mm-hmm. I feel like those are kind of like convoluted, strange plans too. And there are lots of like sharks with lasers on their heads kind of things. Yeah, but this plan like requires so many things to happen just so that he could have like no way of foreseeing. Go on. So he felt wronged. This all comes up in the end, but he's also from Sokovia. If you haven't seen Age of Ultron, I can't imagine this movie makes a lick of sense. Um, no. Maybe that's why they put the Lagos thing in so they didn't have to repeat a bunch of the last movie mm. and you could still feel like, oh, they're doing weird stuff. And right. Like this is why they're like everybody's mad at them. I don't know. And they're making up countries. So this guy's also from Sokovia. Um, just like the Maximoff twins, he feels slighted by the Avengers because they killed his family unintentionally. Well, the uh, Maximoff twins feel slighted by Tony Stark specifically. Um, but so then he wants to kill the Avengers, but he knows that he can't physically kill them. So instead he's going to try to get them to kill each other by making them hate each other by dis- I don't know how he even figured out the whole thing about Bucky and Tony's parents, but he, he used to work for a hi- the Husk Sokovia division of Hydra. No, did he? I think so. But if that was true, then why would he be going around asking for the mission report? Because he didn't have the Soviet division of Hydra's mission report stuff. I don't know. Yeah. So okay. He, so he had to have this information that it doesn't make sense how he would have. And then he was going to go get the mission report, but he couldn't. So then he found the book that didn't have the mission report in it, but had enough vague information to lead him to Bucky. And then he had to frame Bucky. First of all, he had to find Bucky because Bucky's on the run from the government. um, Hiding in, where was he? Bulgaria, Belgium, somewhere. So he had to find Bucky somehow. And then that's where, what he got the UN to do, right? But like, yeah, he devised a plan to have somebody else find Bucky. Yeah, so he had to devise a plan to get the UN involved. Then he had to frame Bucky, get like a like Tom Cruise Mission Impossible mask <laughs> to make him look yeah. like Bucky, <laughs> and frame him for doing things to get the police and the Avengers to come after him. And then once he gets arrested, he had to know where he was going to get arrested and know that the UN would assign the specific doctor to be his psychologist and then kill the doctor and assume his identity. Well, I think that he just uh, get them to, to assign whatever doctor and then kill whatever doctor. And then simultaneously have guys set up to go put a giant electromagnet oh yeah giant electromagnet. <laughs> the power plant so that the power would fail in the jail cell so that the cameras would go off so that he could recite the like weird code to get the sleeper agent inside of Bucky to come out and then have him get free and then also find out about the other agents with the super serum but go kill them rather than actually make use of them 
and then lead Captain America and Bucky and everyone to the place where the super soldiers are and then show Iron Man. So Iron Man also has to get there. So he has to convince him to go and then show him the video of his parents and then they fight each other. It was It's too much. Okay, so number one, excellent job summarizing half of the movie from the bad guy's perspective. We are now done with half of our podcast. Yep. Number two, I think you just agreed with like most of my points about, about most of these movies. Like their their plots are incredibly stupid. So But it's still such a good movie. That one I don't agree with. Like if you just remove all the Zemo nonsense. No. I don't agree with any of that other stuff. Okay, so Filling in what's happening on the Avenger side of things. Yes. Is they're presented with these um, Sokovia cards presented by the UN because the UN's mad that, like, I don't know, there's, like, collateral damage with all the the Avenger stuff and the Avengers are doing whatever they want. They're acting as, like, an extrajudiciary, non-governmental um, body of whatever. They are... Vigilante. Vigilante justice. Yeah, well, they're not just vigilante justice. They're vigilante, like, justice that has a completely, like, ridiculous collateral damage. In addition... But there's the Stark Foundation. That doesn't bring people back to life. I mean, this world has magic. (laughs) And secondly, they're not just doing that. They're, like, inventing weird things and bringing things to life that actually cause damage. Case in point, Ultron. Yeah, but like people invent things all the time. Government can't mandate what you can invent. <laughs> um, yes, but after the fact, it, it can regulate it. Um, so then the, the Avengers kind of split because the General Mustache wa- Ross says either you sign this thing or if you refuse to sign, you're essentially resigning yourself from the Avengers, which you know doesn't really make sense, but whatever. And then in the middle of this debate, Captain America gets notice that Peggy Carter has died. And so he flies to London. Oh, right. I forgot about this. For her funeral. And then Sharon, who I wrote as Sean because I didn't understand <laughs> it during the thing, Peggy's niece slash the nurse down the hall is, is there. And she makes a speech about Aunt Peggy, which you had some opinions at at the time. It's so stupid. She makes a stupid speech. What about a waste being... of a reveal. It makes no sense that she would be related to her because, first of all, she's Peggy's British, and this girl's clearly not British. She also worked for Shield, and if Peggy worked for like founded Shield, then like I don't care. Like it's nepotism, and she's like, yeah, it's hard for a woman in the spy game and espionage. So that's why Peggy never told anyone that I was her niece. I'm like, what? But like, you guys were close enough relatives and like knew each other and spent enough time with each other and nobody ever questioned anything and also like you have the same last name and like it just makes no sense it was Mm -hmm. so stupid and like also like where's her mom like or her dad like who who's this girl It, it was stupid and then captain america like makes out with her and i'm like i don't know oh yeah what this like it felt like not incestuous but just like just wrong like oh says the man who in our last (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> said he would like to sleep with actual bro- have sex with actual brothers okay. at the same time. But if I'm like literally in love with this woman for what eighty years, however long it's you were been. asleep for most of those. That yeah, time. but he was still pining. Oh, do you pine when you are cryogenically frozen, I sir? Bet. Because he woke up still pining pretty hard for Peggy. And then he went and visited her in her old folks' home like all the time. Uh-huh. And okay, he's still whatever. with her. And he's fantasizing about her when he's like Scarlet Witch, like whatever. So he's still very much in love with Peggy. And then like the first girl he moves on to is her niece. That's weird and gross. Also, he's too old for her. How old? Well, he's old for her because he was born, but he doesn't look that old now because he was cryogenically frozen so for so long. does that make it okay? Should like, Are they at similar points in their lives? No. Yes. <laughs> Not he, at all. He, he's a young adventurer. <laughs> he was alive during World War II. <laughs> and, and she is some sort of important person in S.H.I.E.L.D. No, she works for the CIA now. Well, now she works for the CIA since S.H.I.E.L.D. was dissolved, but still. She she clearly has a job and responsibilities, and it's not like young and in college. He's or... ninety years old. He was asleep most of those years. <laughs> you know, he was like nineteen, and then he sang and danced some songs, and then he led some missions, and then he was asleep, and then he woke up, and then he ran like two years worth of missions, and then that then it's now. So, what if Peggy was like? The same age. Like, what if she was also cryogenically frozen? Would it be inappropriate for him to date her and then her niece? I think so. Yeah, because then they were dating for real. They were dating. They were dating as in, I'm going to go on a date with you, but never actually got to do that. They were playing eyes with each other. She was getting jealous. She shot at him. They were together. They were making fondue. You were making eyes at each other. Okay. You know what? You know how many people you make eyes with <laughs> through the television screen? <laughs> they do not think they're dating you. I think they do. Yeah, because you live in a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she, he makes out with the, the the CIA, Sharon Carter. She passes some like information along to him eventually about where Bucky Barnes is because in Vienna... Where's Vienna? Do you need do you need help? Okay, what no, continent? I know where it is. It's in Spain? No. France. No? No. Portugal. No, not Portugal. I mean you are in the right continent, uh, so that's pretty good. Portugal. Is it that one? No. No. Italy? No. No. Germany. No. Hungary. No. It starts with an A. Okay, Austria. Yeah. in Austria. Yes, that's correct. Yes. That's basically Germany. <laughs> I'm not going to say that <laughs> to either of those countries. I don't know. They were both in World War II. Poland. All over there. Anyway, <laughs> they're there signing the UN Accords, and there's a whole big deal where, like, a whole big scene where Black Widow meets the king of Wakanda, T'Chaka, T'Chaka, and the prince T'Challa, mm-hmm. and um, and then there. I don't think Chadwick Boseman's that beautiful. Like he's obviously like attractive. Like he's okay. A, you know he's what? A Hollywood actor. 
It's the same one in Black Panther, right? Like they yeah. don't switch actors. No. I'm going to not super agree with you right now, but we're definitely going to have this conversation in Black Panther. Okay. Like a lot. Michael B. Jordan Potter. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have this conversation <laughs> more. And like everybody takes off their freaking shirt. Oh, yeah. Me. A bomb goes off. King dies. A bunch of people die. They're looking for the person who bombed it, who looks a lot like Bucky Barnes. So now the UN is tricked, in, and UN and everybody is tricked into looking for Bucky Barnes. Oh yeah, I left out the part about bombing the UN. Totally forgot about that. Yeah, that's how they get. He tricks everybody into looking for Bucky Barnes for them. So the <laughs> Sharon and not Sean or whoever I called her gives. Uh, Captain America a clue as to like the actual lead as to where Buggy Barnes is and he is in Bucharest which is in the Middle East no are you thinking about Budapest yes okay that's in Hitman okay this is in Romania so that's close so Captain America goes there and tries to talk to him, and then the Prague. Police... That's what I was thinking of. I want to oh. go to Prague. Okay, the police are there. Black Panther is there. Everybody gets arrested. Wanda and Vision are in the Avengers Tower. She's... What? I'm just running through the things. You're going so quickly. Things are I... happening. I know that's because things are not important. Bucky <laughs> and Captain America have this very heartfelt message where Captain America thinks that Bucky's still like. A bad guy and being mind controlled, but Bucky's not. But he doesn't say that for some reason, and so he's like, "People are gonna get hurt," and he's like, "People always get hurt." And then like the police show up and they try to get him, and then Bucky jumps out the window onto this rooftop, and then Black Panther appears. And it's the first time we've ever seen Black Panther, and so we're not supposed to know who he is, but it's like very obvious who he is. And then they're like chasing after each other, and they're like running faster than cars, jumping over cars, motorcycles are happening, and then um. He's so boring. Colonel Bestie shows up, right? That's I don't remember. I did not write that in. Yeah, that happened. I was like, that's boring. Black Panther is there. The police are there. Eventually they get arrested, but it's very dramatic and there's stairways and jumping. That was so cool. What a good fight scene. Okay. He has a metal arm. You, you know that Felix is totally into that. <laughs> Do we want to go on to that stupid paprika thing or skip it? Vision and Wanda are married. What? Not actually, but I mean in the comics okay. they are. I got so many problems with this. Because <laughs> like those two should not be dating. How do you not have a problem with like Peggy's niece and Steve, but you have a problem with Vision and Wanda? How do you not have a problem with sleeping with two brothers at the same time, but you have a problem with a, a niece Dating somebody's niece who is heterosexual, I think. Oh, are we going to bring in the fact that there's a different playbook for yes, the gays? Yes, there is. Yeah, I'm going to have to call up Liberace's ghost. <laughs> and because he's like an older man with like a younger woman, and that just feels wrong. He's not that much older. He's in the- 70 years older. <laughs> okay. Would you think an average 70 year old man was attractive? No. No, but you think Chris Evans is attractive because he's not 70 years okay, old. Okay, but Anderson Cooper is over 50 and he's attractive. Does that make it okay for him to date a 20-year-old girl? I don't think so. No. Also because he's gay, so he wouldn't. <laughs> okay, so I think we're learning that it's not okay for Anderson Cooper to date you. He can totally date me. It's 
not okay for Anderson <laughs> Cooper to date you. Yes, it is. Date me. <laughs> okay. I know you're listening, Anderson. <laughs> I, let's just skip this part and then. No, why do you, why do you hate Vision and Wanda so much? Um, because he's not a person, and Wanda. He has a soul. Does he? Oh no, he doesn't have a soul stone. He has a mind stone. He has a brain. Um. Yeah. They love each other. They have children in the comic books. <laughs> I am not going to read any comic books. You read whatever you want. She seems so young. That's true. And it's true, he's young too, but like he also has the knowledge of the internet. Yeah. So like it seems like a very mismatch. He has pair. like a very fatherly, like uh-huh. British. Like I know what's best for you kind of like. Yeah. Thing. It's a little like, weird, I suppose. Yeah. But I thought it was cute. He was like cooking a traditional dish from her fictional country. And I thought that Captain America would be a much better match for her. Why? Because they both let weird Germans experiment on them. That's true. But the experiments that were done on her that gave her her powers were from the stone that's envisioned, so they have a connection. Whatever you say. Okay. Just wait until they run off together. You can't hear me staring, but I'm staring. <laughs> um, so then we're in Berlin suddenly. Where's Berlin? Uh, Germany. Okay, good. Please do that one. West Germany or East Germany? It's both. What? It's both. That's where, that's where, that's where the Berlin Wall comes from. Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, neither of them exist anymore. It's just Germany now. Yeah. Um, but not when Captain America was alive. Because <laughs> he's old. What? He was born before the Cold War. Was born, yes. And back then it was just Germany. Oh, yeah, it's Nazi Germany. So he missed the Cold War. Yeah, he missed the whole East and West Germany thing. You know who didn't miss the Cold War, though? Bucky Barnes. Because <laughs> he was a Russian agent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. You take this because I don't understand my notes and I certainly don't remember what happened. So they're in Berlin. Oh, yeah, they arrest him. They arrest everybody, and they take them in, and is very angry, and Tony's there, and um, Martin Freeman is there. <laughs> and he's, like, interrogating Bucky, and then Tony and Steve are, like, yelling at each other about signing the accord, and he, like, tries to get him to sign it and gives him this pen, and he's like, this is my dad's pen, and Steve's like, I knew your dad, and Tony's like, yeah, he never brought that up, and then they have this little thing, and then Steve's, like, about to sign it, but then Tony opens his mouth and says something stupid, and, well, actually, no, I thought he was being kind of rational, but, of course, it, like, sets Steve off. This is where Zemo has his power plant thing go off, and then there's a blackout, and he... Winter soldierizes Bucky. Bucky breaks out of his little cell. And then they all have this, like, they have to fight, but, like, none of them have their equipment because the CIA, Berlinese police, the German police. I don't know. Someone took all their equipment. So then they're, like, fighting in the coffee shop. Bucky's just, like, destroying everybody. He gets loose. And then he's on the roof. And this is where Captain America has to be on the roof with the helicopter. 
Oh, yeah. And he's, like, flexing so hot. And then they fall into the ocean. Or oh. the lake or the creek. I don't know what kind of body of water it was. It's a river. Okay. <laughs> and that's what that's what Captain America and Buggy Barnes do together, is fall into rivers. What river is it? Shall I look it up? Topography. Spree River. The Spree. There's more than one body of water here. There's also a big old lake thing that looks like it was created by a dam mm. nearby that looks uh, called Grosser Von East. Okay, so it could be anything. Yeah. So they're in the water and then it like fades to black. So then they're like, um, I don't know. I can't follow in your notes. I don't know. What this yeah, it's probably because. Uh, oh. So basically, oh, they, oh, they they go off to to Siberia now, yeah. Do they? Yeah, yeah. No. Why not? That's Please. the end. <laughs> I know. I wanted to be the end. No, we're not even at the best part yet. So What's Tony and Natasha one? are like, we have to go get them, and then they're like, he's like, we need more recruits, and Natasha's like, I've got an idea. He's downstairs. Where's yours? And Tony's like. Queens. Well, he doesn't say it, but the screen comes up. Maybe he does say it. I don't know. They go to Queens. I know where that is. Where is it? New York. Okay. <laughs> and they're going to get Spider-Man. My boyfriend, Tom Holland. Yeah, you have so many fake boyfriends. It's his introduction to this universe, and he's so adorable, and he's dumpster diving for a little old technology, and he's cute, and then Tony he, like gets to the apartment, and Tony's like hitting on Aunt May, who I love. What's that actress's name? Marissa Tomei. Yeah, I love her. She's amazing. And Tony's just like in love with her because he's Tony. Which like... what well, I mean, it is nice to know that like he's on a break from Pepper at this point. But like... Yeah, but I, I'm confused because it's like, did they think that Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't coming back? And so they're going to try to like write this new storyline because like she comes back. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I just like to pretend you're Kevin Feige and ask you all the questions. I don't know why, because I'm going to give you really bad answers. (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, in Manhattan. Manhattan? Manhattan! We're not in Manhattan yet. We're talking about Spider-Man. No, we're done talking about Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. We'll come back to Spider-Man. Fine. Um. Clint Barton, you would know him as Hawkeye, comes to collect Wanda. Uh, She doesn't come up right away and... Um, but then eventually she does. Anything else to say in that? Because yeah. she's in like it's house like arrest. It's like a heartbreaking scene because she didn't realize she was like being house arrested and Vision and Tony had like conspired against her to like keep her safe against her own will. And so like. It wasn't keeping her safe against her own will. It was it was keeping her out of this fight and that wasn't keeping her safe. That was just putting you under house arrest. No, they're keeping her safe because everyone in the planet was blaming her for killing all those people. And it was going to be like a Frankenstein situation. No. Yes. No. They explicitly talked about this. They explicitly talked about it. That was the reason they told her that she should stay inside. But that's not why she was... I mean, that's a pretty good reason. But that's not why she was not allowed to go outside. Well, anyway. So she, like, throws Vision through the floor because he won't let her leave, which... I take issue with the idea that she's strong enough to do that. Also, he can phase through matter, so. Maybe she turned off his phasing powers. I think she did. I think she, like, turned off the stone, which makes no sense. 
The whole movie doesn't make sense. You just said that. Uh, yeah. So then I'm back in Queens and Spider-Man's like, what are you doing in my house? And he's like, you applied for my scholarship. And you no, go we're not going back to <laughs> Queens. Like, he just gets it. And so then they go have okay. this like really cute moment in his bedroom. That sounds weird. But they do. I'm like, and then, they have such a cute dynamic. I love Tony Stark and uh, uh, Peter. No. It's so cute. It's like father son, but like he's like bit emotionally distant, and Peter's like awkward, nerdy. It's so cute. Okay, what happens next? And he's so hot. Um, I don't know who goes to get Ant Man. Oh, Falcon goes to get Ant Man. Then they get all of his stuff. And they're driving this little buggy around town. And she's like, that's not inconspicuous, Sharon. And he's like, yeah, it is. Whatever. I don't care. And then they go to the airport. And this is the major scene from this movie. Okay. That lasts like 25 minutes. Okay. So let's take a break on that before. So, Dale, how much do you think yes. it costs to make this movie? <laughs> okay, so this seems really expensive because there were lots of people in it, including a lot of Robert Downey Jr., so I'm going to go with on the high end, which would be $500 million. That's so much. I don't remember <laughs> these scales at all. Okay, $200 million. A little more. $225 million. $240 million. More. $250 million. Yes. Okay. How much did it make? Um, $800 million. More. Um, a billion dollars. More. More than a billion dollars? <laughs> yeah. You said yourself this plot didn't make any sense. <laughs> and this isn't even like one that says Avengers on it, although it did have Tony Stark on it. It's basically an Avengers movie. It okay, $1.1 billion. $1.15. <laughs> yeah. So bad. <laughs> and they put a poor woman in their house with rest and didn't even tell her. <laughs> like She was getting home cooked meals with her boyfriend. I like, hardly call that house arrest. That's like Martha like, Stewart complaining about house arrest. Yeah, but like Martha Stewart knew she was under house arrest. <laughs> True. Like oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. That's Weird. a lot of money. We're done with this. <laughs> money, money, money. Must be funny. In the Back to the airport. Ooh, this is the part where I want to talk about. This is a specific airport. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, the Lipsing Airport or the Lipsing Hall Airport. It is in Germany. It is about two hours away from Berlin, so they like go out of their way to use a different airport. Is there a closer one? Yeah, in Berlin. Oh. That just seemed weird to me. Well, they had to evacuate. You know? Also, I'm not, I don't, I'm unclear as to like, was the Quinjet at the airport for some reason, and that's why they were going there, or were they just going to get any old helicopter or jet that they could, and then they found them there? You know I don't know this answer. It's very clear. Okay. But yeah, so they go to the airport, the the like independence team. Yeah. Uh, and they're trying to get a plane. And they got all their equipment, like their their Ant Man suits mm-hmm. and their Falcon wings. But Colonel Mustache, sec- secretary of whatever, uh, 
has told Tony Stark that he has 36 hours to bring him back, Captain America and Bucky. So, because yeah, they're Avengers cops. Yeah. So they show up, Spider Man and Tony and War Machine and Vision and to stop uh-huh. them. But they're like not going to stop. So then they have a brawl in the airport and they cause some, uh, some equipment damage, but mm-hmm. not people damage because they evacuated the airport of people. Yeah. All right. That's a lot of like really expensive equipment because it's like a plane. Like they spend a lot of time not hurting the plane, but like it's also structural damage to the airport itself. Mm. Spider Man gets to do his thing, which he's very excited about. And like, yeah, but like, do they explain to Spider Man why he's fighting other Avengers? Not really. No, they're just like, come and fight with us. Well, Tony tells uh, Spider Man that. Steve is wrong, but he thinks he's right, and that makes him dangerous. Yeah, but you also think you're right, so that could also apply to you. Yeah, but if someone gave me a super fancy suit and was a billionaire and a presumptive father figure, maybe I would do whatever he said to you. This is how pedophiles work. (laughs) (laughs) Tony's not trying to sleep with Peter. He's trying to sleep with Aunt May. I know, but it sounds super like that. <laughs> like, don't tell your mother, but here, here I'll, I'll buy you some candy and show you some pornography, and we'll see if you can keep that secret, and then we'll move on from that. Just the way you phrased it. I'm going to fly you to Germany. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Continuing on. Um, so it's super cute, and then there's the great line about um, Bucky having a metal arm. That's cute. And then um, you were very excited when Ant-Man got big. Was I? Yeah. Oh, because I had seen that before, and I was like, that's why I think Ant-Man gets big? Mm-hmm. Okay. What else exciting happens? They make a Star Wars reference. Um, Nothing else exciting happens. Then uh, Scarlett Johansson kind of like double crosses because she lets Captain America and Bucky get to the plane <laughs> by stopping T'Challa. And, like, I'm still confused why Black Panther is, like, trying to help them because he thinks that Bucky, like, was responsible oh, for killing his yeah, dad. Yeah, he, he blames Bucky for the UN Tower thing. But I'm like... Or not UN Tower thing, just the UN bomb thing. He really didn't. But, but they haven't been able to communicate because they're, they're cops and robbers. Mm-hmm. So they leave for Siberia. On the quadrajet. And this is my biggest problem with the timeline here. They leave directly from Berlin... In a jet plane. A like sci-fi nonsense jet plane. True that. How far away from Berlin is Siberia? Well, Siberia is a giant region in the north of Russia. Yeah. So it could be a number of places. But it's only like a couple of hours, right? I mean, like Russia's pretty big, but Europe isn't. Okay. So Berlin to Moscow is... Three hours or almost three hours in a plane. Okay. And Moscow is definitely not Siberia. Um, well, it says 10 hours, but I think that has some <laughs> some major stops in it because I picked some random place north of the thing. Um, so I'd say probably four to six or eight hours. Okay. So on a jet plane, probably like three. Threes to Moscow. On a normal plane. All planes are jet planes, except for the little propeller ones. Okay. On a sci-fi jet plane? On a 
faster than the speed of sound jet plane. You think the quadrajet? Okay, whatever. Okay, certainly it can turn invisible. Okay, it can go into space. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, well, either way, six hours, fine. That doesn't ruin my theory. Okay. So they, have, they leave. From there, everyone else gets arrested. Yep. They go oh. back to um, wherever the hell Tony goes. Then he goes to the raft. The which, raft, which is like a prison underwater. In New York. It's in New York? Or off the shore of New York, I believe. No. Because everything is. And then flies to Siberia via helicopter. Oh. Well, halfway there, or uh, some distance of the way there, and then gets in his Iron Man suit and flies the rest of the way in his Iron Man suit. But either way, there's like a full day. Oh, yeah, that's totally a full day. <laughs> where Captain America and Bucky were already in Siberia. And yet it seems that Iron Man gets to the bunker at the exact same time. Yeah. Also, Zemo was already in Russia. <laughs> And they didn't ca- I just like they all get there at the same time. It's very convenient. Like was Zemo just waiting for like two days, sitting in that chair, just like biding his time until they open the door and he's like, Okay, it's time to go now. Time to be dramatic. Here's my dramatic reveal. Yeah. So dumb. So. so yeah, so where does Tony go? Do we have that written down? Uh raft prison. Oh, he has to go to the hospital because during the fight scene. Vision tries to shoot Falcon, but he dodges it and he accidentally shoots Colonel Bestie and then he falls out of the sky and breaks his back and he's paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. So Tony goes to the hospital. He's very sad. Natasha's very sad and they all feel bad. And he's like, this is your fault. And she's like, get your head out of your ass for once. And then he goes to the raft to visit everyone that got arrested and they're all mad at him. But while he's there, he gets information from Friday that Bucky was framed, and then he feels bad because Bucky was telling the truth all along. Yeah. Um, Did he get that information from Friday? Oh, does he turn off the audio on the um thing when he's talking to Hawkeye? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he was talking to Falcon. But I thought that's when they revealed that Bucky didn't bomb the UM, and they didn't get that information from Friday, because how would Friday know that? Police report. He got it when he was on his way to the raft in the helicopter from Friday. Oh, okay. And then he, he tells Falcon when he turns the audio off so that Colonel Cur- uh, Mustache doesn't hear. Oh. And then Falcon tells him where Bucky and Steve were going. Oh, so that Falcon knows to trust. Yeah. Okay. Not just like, I'm trying to trick you. So then he goes there and they get there somehow at the same time. Oh, yeah. Serendipitously. And then... Bucky's like pointing a gun at him and he calls him the Manchurian candidate. <laughs> and then they walk into the room and because the whole plot up to this point, like the idea is that there are going to be these like other super soldiers. That was such an unnecessary plot line because uh-huh. it turns out there were other super soldiers, but they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> Just like big reveal. They're dead. Uh-huh. Um, and then Zemo sitting there in his little chair behind his like blast glass. And they can't get him out. And he's like, watch the video on the screen. And he's like, don't watch the video, Tony. And then Tony watches the video. And it's his parents getting murdered by Bucky. He gets very upset. And it seemed to me that you were on Bucky and Steve's side of this argument. Uh Uh-huh. Why? About what? 
you murdered my parent. Yeah. And I want to be like, it doesn't matter because he was a, uh, he was under mind control. But that's not what he was mad about. He's mad that Steve knew about it all along and didn't tell him. And like lied to him. Does he know that Steve knew about it and didn't tell him? Yeah. That's before they start fighting. He goes, it wasn't him, Tony. He was mind controlled. And Tony's like, did you know about this? And he's like, well, I mean, like, I knew it happened. And then they start fighting. I would wouldn't, be, I wouldn't I would be equally as angry. I wouldn't tell somebody that their parents died that way because there's no reason to. He deserves to know. Is that your good friend? No, that's the asshole who's c- constantly picking <laughs> fights with you. Okay, I constantly pick fights with all of my good friends. <laughs> um, I guess we're good friends. You're doing that right now, aren't you? No, they're, they were friends. That's like they have a moment. He's like, he's my friend, Tony. And he's like, we were friends. They were friends. I was upset with Steve. I thought that was wrong. I did not care. <laughs> like, <laughs> you work that out with words. You be mad at somebody with words. Sometimes you you just need to punch. No, you don't. (laughs) It's toxic masculinity and super suits and super serums. Yeah, it's really bad. Okay, anyway. So they fight. Mm -hmm. Makes Friday analyze his fight patterns. And then in the end, he says that uh, Iron Man takes away Captain America's shield and says, this belongs to my father. It doesn't belong to you, which is like super petty. Technically, it belongs to Wakanda, but you know. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into that with you. <laughs> Do you not believe in stealing artifacts and materials from other countries? Is this a sarcophagus? It's their precious export. It's like their their number one source of income, and it was stolen by America by Shield. Was it stolen, or did they sell it to them? I think it was stolen. I don't know. So I can't say anything. Maybe they sold it, but I think it was stolen. Okay. Well, you can't say either. Because like T'Challa had a problem with it. With the shield specifically? I think so. Because he he looked at the records back from nineteen uh, the 1930s and figured out where all of the, the stuff came to and went from. Yeah. Well, vibranium no. only no. comes from Wakanda. Yes. It all comes from that, but then you can resell things. Yeah, but they don't participate in trade or anything they don't like participate in the greater global yes if once it goes out you no longer have control over it but they do they like go hunt it down like their whole thing we're gonna get to that later (laughs) yeah but if that's their number one export that means they're exporting it well but i don't know that they export it it's just their number one mineral america and all the united the european powers have a big history of like stealing minerals from other countries colonizing and whatnot that statement was true (laughs) (laughs) the rest (laughs) so yeah anyway so So, (laughs) speaking of t'challa he's just kind of watching a lot of this happen for a while and then he just kind of leaves uh when he discovers that bucky was mind controlled or whatever and that it was all zemo like pulling all these strings all along and then he goes on to like this mountaintop and Zemo's sitting up there and he's like got a gun he's gonna kill himself and he's like listening to his wife's like voicemails and then he's like I've watched all of them be consumed by their vengeance and you too and I'm not gonna let it consume me anymore and then I was like 
I don't know. Like, I know he was, like, trying to be the bigger person in the end and, like, be the good guy and, like, stop Zemo or whatever. But he was, like, really shaming Zemo for trying to murder the Avengers for murdering his family when, like, his whole point in this movie was murdering Bucky because he thought he murdered his father. (laughs) I was like, you're not better. That's true. That's very true. And then at the end of the movie, resolution, Rhodey is starting to walk again mm-hmm. with some help. And Tony Stank gets a letter <laughs> via Stanley FedEx man from Captain America. And he says, with a little flip phone, that will be relevant later. Okay, cool. I'm <laughs> looking forward to that so much. <laughs> Do you know why I was so excited about the Sokovia Accords? No. I'm getting you to talk about them because it's the same plot as Batman versus Superman where the government feels that Superman has too much power and Batman's a vigilante and so the superheroes need to be regulated. Did you think I would like this more? (laughs) Yeah. Because there's more of them? So there's more Batmans and there's more Supermans? Do you feel that superheroes should be regulated? Okay. Um, going on. <laughs> <laughs> what? The after credit. Ooh, after credit scenes. You think you're the only superhero in the world? You're here with the mission, sir? Well, I guess that's worth a look. You know, and thank you, by the way, for listening. Rose. So there are two after credit scenes. One is Bucky Barnes saying, I can't trust my own my own mind so the best thing i can do is go back under that's the best thing for everybody so he's worried about being reactivated as the super secret soldier Mm -hmm. super sleeper agent sleeper agent and then the second one is peter parker gets his own spidey signal Mm -hmm. but my question is like how does wakanda have cryogenic technology like that's what phase three is really about is just nonsense technology. Like it just exponentially gets even more nonsense. Like Tony oh, Stark great. inventing all this crazy I'm, nonsense. I'm looking forward to even more nonsense. <laughs> this sounds terrible. <laughs> okay. You want to know how many Batman v Superman? I have? <laughs> yes, I'll I do. You know. <laughs> I want to know where you stand. I want to give it 1.5. Really? Yeah. Like, before we started, I was going to write it in, but I wanted you to be surprised by it. <laughs> and to the end of the show notes before we started. But Why? yeah, 1.5. Because it wasn't very good. Like, the plots made no sense. I had to sit through a dumb <laughs> fight scene that I had to sit through in another movie. Wait, I had to sit through two fight scenes where I had sit through them in other movies. I had to sit through that dumb fight scene at the airport in Spider-Man. I had to sit through that dumb, like, let's chase Bucky Barnes down in Bucharest in uh, Black Panther. Like, Those came out after this. I know, but I didn't watch them in order. <laughs> so I had to sit through two scenes I didn't want to sit through. And like nothing in it made sense, and it was uh, infighting. There was a lot of infighting. There was so much infighting. Okay, so I do not remember anything about the government regulating Superman or Batman. Because you were asleep. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> because Batman is is a super fit man with a lot of like technology, right? He's a vigilante. Superman is an alien. Mm-hmm. 
who has superpowers compared to regular humans. So was the government trying to regulate both of them and then convince them to fight? Because I remember Luke's Luke, Lex Luthor definitely being in there. No, Lex Luthor was trying to get them to fight. The government was trying to regulate Superman. But not the guy with all the crazy weapons? Yeah. Well, so in the comic, The Death and Return of Superman, Batman is doing like old grumpy vigilante like hardcore junk and the president sends Superman to stop him and then they fight each other. But in this, because it had already been established in the first Superman movie that like the world was kind of afraid and everyone was like, is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? And then Batman was like, someone that powerful, if there's even a 1% chance that he could be against us, we have to take him out because he could just like kill everyone in the world. So then like, there's this whole thing about Congress trying to regulate Superman that was like largely pushed by Lex Luthor because he was using that as part of his ploy to get Superman into the Capitol and then blow it up, like kill everyone in Congress. And then because Superman would live, so it would like taint the world's picture of him. I don't know. It's a stupid. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like this one. It's a great movie. Okay. Like, so plot wise and like motive wise, it's stupid. <laughs> But it's fun to watch. No, it wasn't. It's so fun. Okay. Spider-Man's so cute. The airport scene's so good. Captain America's beautiful. Tony's great. Whose side are you on, sir? Tony's. Tony's side of uh, let's only go out when we're called on? Oh, of the Sokovia Accords, Captain America. Okay. Even though you totally love Tony Stark? Yeah, but so my thing is like, and I think Tony would agree, because, like, they seem to be on opposite sides that I think their characters would be on. I agree. And that seemed really messed up, and it was hard for me to wrap my head around. Like, I kind of get why, like, they set it up in such a way that Captain America, I could see being on that side because of his history with, like, Hydra being such a-holes to him in so many different right. situations of finding Hydra within Germany in World War II of finding Hydra within Sokovia, finding Hydra within the Soviets. And S.H.I.E.L.D. And then finding Hydra within S.H.I.E.L.D. So like four different instances of it. But for Tony to just like jump on that, like yeah. that was like crazy to me. Especially... his guilt from Ultron. But his guilt from Ultron didn't stop him from making another Ultron. <laughs> You're not wrong. I know. And so, like, it's very hard for me. The other thing is, like, logically, I would be on the UN side where you're just like, these people, like, don't think about consequences. I mean, I think they, they think do. For me, the reason that I'm on the side of independence, even though I don't think that that's the side that Steve would be on just because he's so, like, gung ho government. Well, no, he's disillusioned in Civil War or uh, Winter Soldier, I guess. Anyway, it's because it's like it's more of a practical argument. Like, there's literally nothing you can do. Like, there's no government body that can stop a superhero. Like, if Captain America or even Iron Man, for that matter, wants to do something, they're going to do it. And, like, you're not strong enough to stop them. And if you try to stop them, then it's going to become like a you versus them thing. And they're going to go rogue like they do in this movie. And then they're going to fight. If they're doing good and, like, trying to stop the bad guys, just let them do that. But, like, I feel like if you have no oversight, like, that's also kind of crazy. 
Well, I did. I like like superheroes can make really poor decisions. Yeah, I think that the argument, the best argument was Black Widow, where she's like, we should sign it, but not just like hand over everything to them. But like, if like we're giving them what they want and there's a little bit of oversight, but also like we can be up close and involved and try to steer the ship a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think that was a better way to go about it. Yeah. Like. I think there should have definitely been punishments for creating Eltron. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, that's crazy. But it was an accident. Eltron wasn't supposed to be evil. And he wasn't evil. The internet corrupted him. Which, like, same. (laughs) Felix says he's not evil. The internet corrupted him. (laughs) The internet's a dark place. (laughs) But I feel like that could have been handled within, like, civilian. Hmm. I want to say civilian courts without something else. Like the Sokovian should have filed a class action lawsuit against Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. And then at that point, Congress should pass some laws and the UN should pass some laws about not creating artificial intelligence that can like destroy the world. Yeah, but the government wants someone to create artificial intelligence so they can use it for their own gain. Okay. Uh, okay. We're stopping this conversation <laughs> at this point. Okay, so what did we learn? Um, the Avengers really like that fight each other. So true. I mean, we kind of knew that from other Avengers movies, but all of them really. Oh my gosh! Um, I said everybody is upset, upset about everything, especially when their family dies. Mm-hmm. And then I also said the cult of personality is important because. I found myself agreeing with the side that I wouldn't normally agree with because I like Captain America. I think it's more because you don't like Tony Stark. Slash I don't like (laughs) Tony Stark. I learned that I'm in love with um, Tom Holland. You didn't know that before this movie? He wasn't in it. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's just technically he wasn't. So you learned that from that brief (laughs) brief thing. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, I was on the fence. I don't hate the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies like a lot of people do, but they're not good. I'm not a huge fan of Tobey Maguire, but like I was like, I don't know this kid, and he's British, and like Superman's already British, and now they're gonna make Spider-Man British. They're like the two most iconic American characters, even more than Captain America. Can't make them all British. I was bummed about it, but then I was like, and he's like so young, but he's just so cute, and he did such a good job. I'm so proud of him. He was like 17. (laughs) He's like of age. Like the character. Oh, Peter Parker. Yeah, 17. Mm-hmm. And in high school. Mm-hmm. Would you date him? No, I couldn't do it. <laughs> It'd be weird. What if he dropped out of high school? Then probably, yeah. What if he was a high schooler taking college level courses? He probably would because Peter Parker's a genius. What if he was a high schooler who already graduated from college like Doogie Hauser? Then totally. What if the age of consent in New York was not, was 18 and he was 17? Then I'd have to wait a year. Okay, there you have it. But I wouldn't date him because he's Spider Man and like like I'd like I'd fool around with him and I'd be like good friends, like friends with benefits or whatever, but like What if his hand got stuck to your dick? <laughs> Sorry, I just saw into the Spideyverse. <laughs> I just like couldn't like Mary Jane's like a bitch about it, but like she has some valid points about like the stresses of dating a superhero. Uh-huh. She should be a little bit less narcissistic about it, but like it's fair. I can relate to that. Yeah. But, like, she's rude to him about it. And, like, she tries to make it like it's his fault. And I'm like, he's literally saving the world. 
calm down. Okay, so is the next movie in our queue Spider-Man? It's not. What? Doctor Strange. What? Oh, because I was fooled by the fact that we saw Spider-Man in this one. Mm-hmm. Very confusing. Want to know what I think is going to happen in Doctor Strange? Mm-hmm. Okay. Doctor Strange <laughs> is played by Benedict Cumberbatch, British man who lives in a castle with no doors because he can transport himself, and that castle is located in New York and it has lots of fancy stained glass windows. Uh, he has special psychic abilities, despite not having been experimented on by the, by the I call them German hydroscientists, but they're really Sokovian hydroscientists, like Scarlet Witch was. Mm-hmm. He definitely fights fight someone, and I'm going to call it Thanos, because now <laughs> I know who to say. No, but sure. You sure? You sure that didn't happen? Yeah. <laughs> uh, is any of it right? I'm pretty sure he lives um, in a castle with no doors. Played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh-huh. I wouldn't call it a castle. It's more of a mansion. It does have doors. What? Um, he was not experimented in by hydroscientists. He's just natural. Is he a space alien? Space alien, space alien, no, space alien. He's just a human man. Who has superpowers. Not superpowers. Magic. Literal magic. Literal magic. Like he, he can make a card disappear by hiding it behind his hand. Bet he can. <laughs> okay, cool. So when we talk about magic Doctor Strange, does he have a doctorate in anything? Yeah, he's a surgeon. What? Really? Does he surgery by by magic? No. He surgeries by regular stuff and he walks through doorways like regular people. <laughs> <laughs> You can hear us talk about it next time. Yeah. His name is actually Dr. Strange.